I'm Dan Zesvorka, and this is the Christmas edition of The Wrong Place at the Right Time. Brad's off somewhere opening presents, I guess. So it's me and my brother. Welcome to uh, the wrong place at the right time, holiday edition. <laughs> my my brother has come here for Christmas to visit for Christmas, and I thought, what a great opportunity to do to go and tell some of the stories from our childhood, stories that I hope you like. Um, but I think I know Johnny and Evan, you love these stories because. And these are part of your history. But um, so I'm going to, this is my brother, Dean's. Hello. Hi. How are you doing, folks? And one and all. <laughs> Good, folks. Nice. Um, and so he's going to join me to tell these stories because I remember them from my perspective. And my I don't have all the details. He has other details in his perspective. And so when, uh, let me give a little background, Dean, right? Uh when we were kids, I would say, although you're still somewhat this way as an adult, I would say we were fairly uh, isolated as oh, as kids. Kids, we didn't oh. like have a ton of friends, and no, because we moved around quite a bit. I guess we didn't, weren't able to make friends quickly enough to have long-lasting friends in each of the early spots. Yeah, and so we kind of we were more introverts, kind of more to ourselves, but not totally. But just kind of that's part of this story that we 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 would usually think of ways to play or entertain ourselves between you and me and Ava, our sister, or, or Walt, our, our older brother, um, right? Yeah, we were built-in friends. You have you know all kids that are young and you can play with each other, invent games and things like that. And you know, wow, long time. Yeah, and so and we grew up basically with our father. Um, that's a whole story that I'll probably tell at another time that our mother and father split up when we were very young. I was probably three years old. Dean was yeah. around five. Ava was one. Probably didn't even really know. Yeah. And like for me, I don't have a memory of us all together as a family. I have no memory of that as a, a father, a mother and us three children. Uh, but you st- I, do yeah, have- I do have a very vague memories, but you know, as a as a whole family together, and here in Denver. Yeah, and so. this we're from. This is coming from Denver, where I live now. Um, haven't always lived here, but we lived here as kids for about four years. Yeah. Okay, and so that we come from kind of this. Uh, with we grew up with our father. Uh, our father was uh, for me was uh, he was a pretty angry guy a lot of the time. Uh, that's I experienced him, although. He also gave us some really great things, and we're going to talk about that today. Um, one of the things that I feel like Dad passed on to us, and you can chime in on this, Dean, is is his love for nature. I mean, he would take us camping, yeah, yeah. out in nature, and just it seemed like he really loved nature. Yeah, a lot, a lot of my early memories were that trips to a place called the pond up in the Rocky mountains. We, we didn't know what the name of it was. Mm -hmm. It was a pond. It didn't even have to be too far up there, but it was out in the wild. And we loved playing in the Creek creeks, the ponds. And, uh, then we went further out even into the desert 
we went on a, some vacations that, um, you know, took us out into the desert with dad. Right. And, and for me, I remember this place we called Sandy Creek up here in, in the Rockies. We want, oh, let's go to Sandy Creek. I don't know. For me, that I was a memory. And the ponds, we used to float around on logs and stuff and rafts. Yep. That would go in a pool. That's kind of what we would get out into the pond. And and the pond seemed pretty big to us, but I'm sure they were smaller. But. Yeah. And so my our dad would take us out in nature. And I feel like that was a gift he gave us. Because when we were with him at home, he was often tired uh, or busy or, or frustrated or angry. And I felt like for me, even though he got angry on our camping trip sometimes, uh, most of the time it was like a free, it was like a, a, a freedom zone of, oh, oh now things are going to go good because we're camping. Like things are okay. We're not going to, it's not going to be stressful or too much. We're not going to be in too much trouble, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. That's how I felt. And so it was a gift. Uh, that I think he gave us both and yeah. probably Ava, yeah. Ava as well. Um, and so, and another part of that gift, and that's what this main story is going to be about the, these stories is that our dad, uh, for some reason at a, a very young age for us, maybe 10, 12, 14 years old, allowed us to plan trips during like spring break or during the summer and take those trips with just me and Dean. And we're two years apart. Dean is older than I am by two years. And he would, we would have these trips, right? Is, is that how you remember yeah. it? Yeah. We would have trips planned. And I'm not sure if we said, Oh dad, can we go on? A, can we plan our own trip? And we may have said that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I because we, we had went camping so many times we were now, kind of comfortable with how, how, what kind of foods to bring to prepare, how to, you know, have your bedding or your tent. We, we had those skills now yeah. and uh, we probably felt more confident that, oh yeah, we can go on a trip, you know, at the young age and, and uh, dad okayed it. You know, I'm not <laughs> sure what was going through his head, but uh, he okayed the trips. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that was always amazing to me too. Our dad has, is dead now. He's been dead for probably 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so we never got a chance to really ask him about these things because we were young. We didn't care. Now I want to ask him so many questions, but he's not alive for it. So but so we have to we just have these like, why did he do that? And I, I would wonder, you know, I thought mostly for me, it was like, oh, he gets a break from us kids because he's he seemed like he was uh, always out of it was tired of us kids to me. And he was frustrated with us and angry. And so for me, I, I had always thought as a kid, oh, it's a break for him. Um, but I'm sure it had a pot. He probably thought it was a positive thing for us. Yeah, and, and we don't know how much out of his childhood he was allowed, say, to t go on adventures mm -hmm. with his brother at a young age. Yeah, and maybe he did that, and he said, oh, it was great for me and my brother. I'm going to let my boys adventure at a young age also. But, you know, that's speculation. As yeah, <laughs> total <laughs> speculation. Can't believe you're speculating <laughs> in the story. No, and, and this is uh, – so this is how uh, we grew up, which – for me now, 
is one of my greatest gifts that my dad gave me, I believe. Because Dean is right. We went camping enough with our father that we were actually fairly comfortable with making a fire, cooking food, putting a, uh, finding a place to put our tent, uh, gathering wood, gathering wood, spending the night, firing, yeah. uh, hiking into places. Actually, was we had uh, quite a bit of comfort with that. So here's what here's how it went. Um, I think one of our f- first trips was a, I think was to the Colorado River, or was it backpacking? Um, Do you remember it, which was? I think it was probably backpacking because Dad went with us on that first backpack trip up to San Jacinto. Yeah, so we went on a backpacking trip with uh, our dad and with our brother Walt, and we went uh, hiking up in San Jacinto, which is in Southern California. And then me and Dean, after we came back from that trip, we're like, we want to do that again. You know, we want to go back. And our dad wasn't that interested or didn't maybe didn't have the time to do it because of his work. Yeah. And so he he basically said, you plan it. I'll drive you up there, drop you off and you go for a week and then I'll pick you up. And I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing we were I'm guessing I was either 11 or 12 years old, and you were probably 14, because that's why our dad had to drive us. We couldn't drive ourselves. Yeah, we couldn't drive yet, so yeah, it had to be under 16. So we planned this backpacking trip during spring break at school to San Jacinto, and 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 we weren't doing the light backpacking foods. <laughs> we had some like canned foods. I mean, our backpacks. I do remember they were really heavy. I was I, I was straining at the backpack. And we had yeah. heavy sleeping bags. We just had basic uh, uh, aluminum frame backpacks loaded yeah. with what we thought we needed. We needed dehydrated foods. I don't think were that big or they were expensive. Yeah. We, we may have had a, some some of that stuff, yeah. but not, not too much. We probably had cans of Dinty Moore stew and baked beans. and Yeah, and we didn't think to empty the can into, say, a Ziploc bag and make it lighter. <laughs> <laughs> We took the whole can and yeah, so so we loaded up our backpacks and walked around the backyard in them. We said to our dad, "Okay, we got everything we need. We we made a list. We we have enough for a week. We've got what we need." And so he said, "Okay, uh, load it in the van, and I'll drive you up to uh, Idlewild, where you start the hike into San Jacinto. You go up this thing called the Devil's Slide." Yeah. Uh, which is horrible. <laughs> it's like it's, a steep take. I don't know what it is. Yeah, a few miles and a few thousand feet in a in a couple of miles just to get you right up to altitude. Yeah, it's and, a lot flatter once you get up that devil's slide, but it's a higher altitude, of course. But, yeah, and so I remember well, we're from San Diego, so San Diego the weather's always nice. So we think spring break. <laughs> we I remember wearing shorts, although they were those like long cut off pants, shorts, and tennis shoes with socks and a t-shirt. And we had a, a little bit of warm clothes, I think, with us, but it wasn't like a whole bunch. And and we're thinking spring break, it's going to be nice. We're from San Diego. So what happens, Dean? We hike up the devil's slide. What was your impression of what happened? Well, yeah, well, uh, stepping back a little too, mm-hmm. uh, when we uh, were packing our backpack, I don't recall dad going over the list with us to make sure we had everything. He let us make the list out. Yep. And we would 
go over it ourselves, make sure we had what we thought we should have. If we forgot anything, uh, we would learn from a trip. I don't know. Yeah, we probably forgot one <coughs> other gear. But yeah, we got to, I mean, Devil's Slide, that's how we thought it should be. Everything, no snow. Uh, I don't even think it was really muddy climb. It, no. it was a pretty dry climb. Yeah, but that kind of dusty, actually. And then the first impression, uh, getting over the top, we turned, I believe it was west, to go towards the peak. We wanted to go up that way. And there was some snow, and it got more and more as we went. Yeah, so we're, I'm feeling, I'm the same thing. We get up there, and we're like, uh-oh, uh, yeah. Snow. We didn't think there was going to be any snow. I didn't think there was going to be any snow. And we're like, we we didn't really plan for that. But we were like, okay. Uh, and I rem- I don't know. I remember that we soon lost. There was no trail because it was covered with snow. I seem to remember, yeah, we were trying to see if we could find a way to look at the trees and stuff to see where the trail would go. Can we determine where the trail is going under this snow. And we kept going. We didn't, I I don't know why we didn't think maybe we turn back and find a drier way. We kept going. Yeah, we could have turned back and said, we'll call our dad and he'll come get us. But we were like too proud to, there was no way we were going to call our dad because we had failed. And I have this vivid memory of carrying our backpacks, walking through probably about a foot of snow and yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my tennis shoes and I might've put some pants on by then, but I was, they were soaked wet and we're just walking. There's no trail. And we're thinking the first night we need a cave. We got to find a cave to sleep in. Right. Do you remember that? I mean, caves I mean, were th- like, yeah, thinking of it, but I know we didn't. That first night I, we didn't I find remember. a cave. I remember us, uh, we're going through the snow and we just wanted to get through it. Uh, as I recall, the trail then turned uh, north a little. And so it was a sunlit, the, the trail became sunlit. And I think that's where we saw the trail. And we said, I know Dan was just really tired. And I said, okay, we've got to camp. we got to put up the tent, even if it's right next to the trail. And as I remember, it was like a little you know, a turnout area or a flat area. We put the tent, Dan was kind of sick and he, or tired. And and you crawled in to the tent almost to sleep. And I don't know if you wanted to eat or not. Yeah. We were so, we were so wiped out and we were cold. And yeah. And see, that's one of those details. I didn't remember. I thought we had found a cave for that first night, but maybe we didn't. And then as I remember it, now I'm remembering this trip that was it you? You got sick, but you remember it as I got sick. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. one, one of us got really sick, like uh, puking sick, right? Very t- too tired to almost and eat. Wanted to crawl in a uh, sleeping bag and just uh, okay. wait until the next morning. So that's interesting, and it, pr- it probably was me. I, but it, one of us got sick, and I remember it as you. And <laughs> anyway, so. Anyway, this was the kind of this was the kind of thing that happened to us. We we get on this trip, we're unprepared for it, but we make it work. Yeah. We we sleep even though it's cold. I'm sure our bags were not rated for anything under 45 or 40 or 
They're, no, you they, they weren't mummy bags. These this would have been dad's old sleeping Coleman. They were yeah. Coleman sleeping bags. And so we would do these trips, and we spent the entire week at, at San Jacinto, probably climbed the – I don't know if we climbed the peak or not because of the snow. <laughs> I don't think – I don't recall that we did. Okay. Because uh, there was so much snow there that even on that climb to the top, there would have been too much snow. But I don't remember us having any real tough uh, situations after that. After that first night, mm-hmm. I, I, for some reason, I remember the trail was clearer. We altered, you know, where we were going to go. And I don't remember too much. Uh, we went to Long Valley or... Right. So, yeah, after that. So the, the memorable part was being so surprised that by the snow. And it was like, we're, this, we're like, it's spring. It's it's. 75 80 degrees in san diego we were not expecting it and we had to trudge and find our own way and this was you know and this was for a week it was like and no cell phones this is way before any kind of communicating devices were available or tracking devices and that's what our dad he would let us do that you know like you plan it you go you take the trip we eventually i remember we eventually found a cave that we stayed in because there was a, a cave that I remember. I remember and, definitely a cave, and I don't know if that was uh, with Dad when we hiked the first time or this time. I think it was both. I think we, we yeah. looked for it because it was such a good cave. Yeah, we knew. I think we knew after that first night we needed a cave because what if, it, you know, the weather was terrible, and what if it did snow again or something? And yeah. uh, So that, that was the kind of trip. So I want to talk about uh, – and maybe take this more of a day by day as we remember it kind of thing. Another trip, we had uh, we had this small boat, uh, rowboat. How would you describe it? Uh, a polyethylene, unsinkable little rowboat. It's called a sport yak, and it was it was an extremely reliable boat. I mean, we didn't know it at that time completely. Uh, Dan still has it. Yeah, this boat you know, is this now. is old. It's so it's gone on so many trips, and it just doesn't sink. You can't sink it. It's a, it's right. incredible. Yeah, it's like fifty five years old. This boat. We originally got it when we lived in Minnesota. We would row around lots of lakes as with our dad as kids. It's not really big, but if you're a kid, it's pretty good size. Yeah, and so we would. Uh, this sport yak had a, like Dean said, it's unsinkable. Had an air compartment that was sealed off and you couldn't you could fill the inside of the boat with water and it would not go under it was always float and maybe that was part of the reason that dad let us take a trip in it because he knew how reliable the boat was right so we have this trip uh we say to dad our dad we want to go down the colorado river between california and arizona during for a week during spring break and uh can we do this? He's yeah. You plan it. I'll take you out there, drop you off. You you pick a drop off spot and a pickup spot. And uh, Dean Dean did most of the planning. He's the older brother. I'm <laughs> I'm not as big a planner. He's a better planner than I was, and he would make the list. He also did, uh, figured out that the the current was average. I think it was six miles an hour. Oh, did I? I? You did. I remember that detail. You said, okay, if the current is six miles an hour, we 
float, we could float this, this far in, in six days or whatever. And, uh, and so we got all our stuff together. We got the little rowboat that we had had, and we uh, had these bags called belly belly bags, bright orange, that were oh yeah to keep the stuff dry from water. They weren't like dry bags that that you you know, professional rafters use, but they were bags that that were like rubberized, like, like a dry bag, but yeah. not quite. And they were huge. Yeah, they, they were, could. All of our stuff could fit into these things. Yeah, and you could actually climb in there and sleep in there if you had to, if you dry. Uh, so we got all our stuff together and put it in the van, this Dodge van that we had, six, I don't know, with 68 Dodge van or something. or 69 Dodge, Dodge yeah, van. Yeah, yeah, Dodge van. And with the engine between the the, pass, the driver's seat and the passenger seat up front, there's like an engine compartment inside the van, I remember. And so he, we loaded all the stuff up, and our dad drove us out uh, from San Diego across the desert to, do you remember the spot we started at? Something tells me, I think it was Parker, Arizona, but I, you know, that may be too far north. Okay, so uh, but somewhere in that area, uh, we picked it out, I think, on it. We checked the map yeah, and we, said, here, this road comes close. This looks like a good spot to launch from. Yeah. It wasn't as if we took our stuff down, a, you know, a desert slope into the river. The road came very close to it. Yeah, there may be it might have been a boat, boat ramp. There may yeah. have been a boat ramp there. And we got all our stuff in our boat situated properly. And one of us sat in the middle to row and the other sat at one end or the other to balance the boat from all of our stuff. And we were packed in there. And did we uh, do that before we left where we put the boat in the backyard and loaded stuff to see how things would fit? I, I don't recall. I don't recall. And I, I think we probably did. but Just to see how we we're going to line things up, yep. you know, when we get in there. And yeah. so climbed in it and checked it out. So our dad leaves us there with the boat and all the stuff he may have watched us float off probably did and then he went back home and that was end of our communication with anybody possible uh except on the river for six days and so uh now we did have a map right yeah we had yeah. a detailed map of the river we had a detailed map of the river and we, and we were if we also determined if we got into any trouble say to get to a phone we, we could get out at the river here walk two miles into town and there would be a phone there these were i think oh you at least it went I, through my head yeah. if we get into trouble where's the nearest place that we could go right. with a phone i don't something okay i don't i don't remember that part i don't remember that there were a lot of available there were hikes to towns or anything but that was just at the top of the route it was closer to the town once we got past a certain it was all desert it was desert you weren't going to Climb out and hike to any towns. <laughs> right. So I so I remember pretty fun, uh, really fun, just floating down the river. Being, I think river is. If I were to pick what's my favorite way to travel, for me it would be river travel, which is not the common way to travel anymore. But I, I love being on the river. Just uh, it's taking you somewhere, and you don't have to work a lot at it, but you can and you can see a lot of things. And there's not a lot of other people or there's there's animals. I just love being on. Um, so we head out that first day and 
I'm going to go day by day, fill in what you remember, Dean. I'm not sure what days certain things happen. Yeah. But I th- remember that first day, and then we we camped that first night. Uh, and I'm not sure where we camped, but I think one of the things I remember is we had issues with mosquitoes and bugs or gnats. Okay. And I kind of remember that later on in the trip, but uh, maybe we did the whole trip, and we had a – Okay. Remedy for it later on. Yeah, later so, on, we, we took these little sterno cans that you can light on fire, and we would put those by our up by our heads, as I remember, yeah. and to try to keep the gnats away. However, by, when the as I remember, when the sun went down or when it was completely dark, there wasn't as much problem with bugs, maybe mosquitoes. But, okay, so we're floating down the river. I'm going to... I'm going to just share a mem- some of the memorable things for me. You share some of the memorable things for you. I'll get, uh, so I'll start out one. Uh, I don't know if it was the first night or the first morning we had this little mess kit, uh, pans, right? Were they mess kits or full pans? It was a mess kit. Yeah. yeah. And, and we cooked, we decided, okay, we made a fire and we cooked our breakfast. Maybe it was our first breakfast. I don't know, but we cooked a breakfast and and was good breakfast, but we burnt the breakfast in the pan. I mean, and we were like, we were teenagers, we young teenagers, we didn't want to spend hours cleaning this pan. Yeah. We didn't want to like scrub it and get it all out because that's what we had to do when we camped with our dad. We had to like get it all clean or set up the tent. We were like wanting to be a little more lazy than that. So we're like, okay, we burnt the breakfast in this pan we loaded up the boat we're like okay how are we going to wash this pan one of us had the idea hey we'll tie this on a rope (laughs) on the back of the boat and we'll drag it behind the boat and it'll drag across the sand Sand. and that'll clean this pan out this will wash the pan for us and so we're like this is perfect so we tied on what probably a 15 20 foot piece of rope yeah yeah and Colorado River in springtime, if you don't know, is pretty full of water. I mean, it was pretty, there was a lot of water. And so we're getting the boat and we're floating down and we throw the pan out and we're like, okay, this is great. Washing dishes and floating down the river. Fantastic. And then, uh, and then what happened, Dean? Well, I think we assumed the river was, you know, nice sandy bottom. That yeah. sand was going to scrub it off. There was nothing else down there. And uh, yeah. you want me to tell that? Sure, you go for I it. I mean, we're doing that, and then all of a sudden, it catches on something. And I think it was a, it had to have been a branch, a tree down there. Oh, I think it was a rock. Or I guess it could have been a rock. Yeah. And the boat just pulled down, you know, stopped. It came to a stop, and it was like we had to move quickly so it didn't overflow the back and as i, I remember recall, it, it did the, it was the back it was the what is that the stern it was a stern of the boat <laughs> yeah. was going underwater and we could have filled it up real quick yeah I, I, well i remember okay yeah i remember so we're going six miles an hour in the current and it caught catches on the bottom the boat stops we get jerked and it does tilt and it does fill with some water i oh, remember it the, filling okay. with some water so it filled with some water and we're like, oh my gosh, what? We're stuck in the middle of the river, right? And it's it, the river's kind of going well, by us. Yeah, I think it was more off to one bank. Okay. Well, that's why I, I, I thought it was a tree that we caught on. Ah. It would have been high water in the river and then some trees that were down underwater. 
Right. And and we're closer to one bank. And, and so, bank. and the water was cold. I mean, this was not like, yeah. we, on this trip, we didn't go swimming for fun. It was cold. This is spring. This is ice melt from the rock or snow melt from the Rockies. That's eventually making its way down here. And it was, it was cold. Uh, and so uh, we're in the middle of the river. The pan is stuck on the bottom. The boat has got probably, I'm guessing for me, I remember it like has three or four inches of water in it in the bottom and we're in standing in the water, all of our stuff's kind of starting to get a little wet. And we're figuring we're, we're pulling on this rope because uh, we need to get the pan back. Yeah. Um, I, I was uh, thinking to myself, we got to have that pan. I don't know if we had anything else to cook in. Uh, I don't recall, but I said it, we got to have that pan or we're going to be eating our food raw or something right and i was scared i was like scared and nervous that we're gonna it was i don't know we're gonna drown or something so i was wanting i think i wanted i was saying cut the rope cut the rope and you're like we need that pan we need that pan and so i have this memory of you like it's stuck and we can't get it loose and you're like i'm gonna have to follow i'm gonna have to dive in follow the rope down and loosen the pan so you were taking your shirt off. I remember you pot, pulling your shirt off. You're standing You're standing in the boat with no shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I don't think I remember that clearly. Yeah, but. that's how I, I remember it. And, and, um, and I'm like, let's just jerk it one more time before you go do that. And, and we, pulled, we pulled it really hard one more time. And the pan came loose. And I remember both of us falling to the other side of the boat and it filling with more water. Because I remember when we we did actually the pan did come loose and we got the pan, but the boat was so full of water that we it, and it's unsinkable, but it was so full of water. We rode it to the side of the river as best we could full of water to where we found a beat. Do you remember that part? Oh, yeah. I I don't know what if this was the first night or the second night. I remember us. Yeah, I remember when it came loose, I go, oh, we lost it. But it was still on the rope. So, man, that was great. <clears throat> Good thing. And then I said, well, we're full of water here. We got to check the bank. We have to pick any kind of a spot. And I remember it being like, you know, these were still farm fields and the road come right up to the river. Mm-hmm. So it was like a steep bank. And there was no way, there wasn't any way to stop there. So, we found a little inlet where we saw an inlet and I go, okay, we have that. We got to pick that. And I, for some reason that's slightly, I remember it in my mind, we rode back into that inlet where we could climb up up onto the bank a little easier and we had to dry out. We had to take everything out of the boat, get the water out, dry it out. And I think we camped there. No, no. Okay. Or we, in we my memory, here's how it, okay. this happened earlier in the morning because of the breakfast. Oh, okay. And for me, we did, uh, I don't, we went in the inlet, but I remember there was a little beach because I remember us, we had our towels, everything that got wet. The stuff in our big bag didn't get wet, but all, we had a lot of stuff out, our clothes, our towels, uh, whatever else we didn't have in the bags, pillows or pads. And I remember there was a little bit of sand or beach, okay. and we laid out our our, our uh, towels. We laid it all around to dry. And I remember us spending probably two hours uh, till everything was 
sufficiently dry. We were wringing it as much as we could. Then we were drying it, maybe putting some on the rocks, some on the bushes. And, uh, and so we spent a couple hours there and then loaded the whole boat back up and headed out again. And headed out again. Okay. But uh, that was a, a really a lesson. Um, I mean, if I'll just, because this is the wrong place at the right time podcast, I don't know if it was the right time, but it was definitely the wrong place to be stuck with a pan on the bottom uh, in the middle of the river for two kids yeah. <laughs> without their parents. And, uh, but it turned out to was a great lesson for us. And we never did that again. And right. we actually learned a lot about our boat that I'm not sure I was for sure that it wouldn't sink before that as a kid myself, but it didn't sink. And we were able to work through this problem, work through it. And we, yeah, it made us think of, you know, we were rapidly thinking of every solution possible to get out. Yeah, we, we were in the situation. We had to do something to correct it. You know, I didn't think that we were, we had to call for help or anything. I thought of it more as a challenge. We got to right. get out of this. Me too. And, uh, you know, we'll find a way out of it. Let's just think of a lot of different things. Yeah, I think we were, some of the characteristics we had as kids, we were stubborn. Uh, you might say we were proud. We thought we were also survivors. We thought the way survivors think, you figure out how to get through this problem. You figure a way through it. You don't scream and holler for help and cry yeah you just go you start working the problem and even as kids we we did that and we were creative <laughs> we were trying to be creative by washing the pan on the bottom yeah um <laughs> creative mistakes but it taught us a lot all right say bye dean bye-bye the boat story will be continued in the next podcast Right time. Perfect.